everybody, and welcome to In My Opinion, The Good Fight Podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbach. Today I'm joined by King Cobb. Hello. Jack O'Keefe. Hello. Molly Scullion. Hello. And Tia is down in Cabo once again on the Crossroads Comedy Theater yacht. Everybody else has returned. Nice and tan, looking great. Uh, and we're here discussing, and the two partners had a fight. Uh, before we get into that, I do want to mention that in addition to the podcast that you're listening to, we do other podcasts. You can find those at xroadscomedy.com, as well as live shows. Our next live show run is coming up in Philly, South Philadelphia, on uh, what is it, August 13th through the 15th. More information on those at xroadscomedy.com and in the episode notes of this podcast. All right. First impressions, Keen, what do you got? Uh, it, it, this, this episode kind of uh, <laughs> snuck up on me a little bit. Um, cause at first I'm thinking like, all right, cool, whatever. I'm just going to watch it. Uh, but even before I start watching it, I start putting together the, the, the titles of all the episodes and I know the fight is going to lead to something else, which is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the fight led to, and I'm, I'm excited to see the next episode now. Um, but this might be up there is like one of my favorites of this season probably just because a lot of stuff going on i swore they used this the, uh, the that 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 um that in that internal um office chat thing i swear they used that same device in season one or two i can't remember when yeah i think but, it's uh yeah um but the sound was annoying as fuck uh yeah. but <laughs> it got the story to move really quick which i enjoyed um yeah it was a lot a chock full of stuff uh jane Curtin is a comedy goddess uh just the timing perfect mm -hmm. um i'm always get his name wrong so i'm gonna just say uh wagner uh he just charmed the the robe <laughs> <laughs> the robe of that judge just i think uh the, 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 just so good um and i think he has a dark side that we don't know about yet and i'm excited to uh delve <laughs> even deeper into so yeah really like this episode a lot i think we know a little something yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh molly yeah I, I i it had been a while since a good fight episode had made me so nervous no or a good verse episode in general so i was like oh boy i'm we're talking you know julius is maybe throwaway but maybe not like we're starting a new firm and all this stuff I, I, yeah um but really really well done um for more reasons than just the obvious one i really enjoyed the ruth bader ginsburg um <laughs> appearance and just those conversations it was like i just thought very very well done um i watched it a couple of times um but yeah so i i think this this i agree with keen this is definitely up there for favorite episode of the season so far yeah go jack uh, I think both like the the Diane plot and the Wagner plot, I think are two sides of a very interesting coin of like the dark side of like white idealism. Uh, the racial element of that is like far more present in Diane's one. Uh, but we see that something's going on on Wagner and it makes it and it's you knew the the shoe had to fall eventually. It was too perfect. It was too good of an idea. And too much money was starting to get involved for it to like stay pure, <laughs> you know. Uh, but it, it was still it just a lot of heartbreaking stuff this episode. Just a lot of people that you'll want to root for doing very unrootworthy things. Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree with all that. I also agree that it was one of my favorite uh, favorite episodes of the of the season mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I did really enjoy again for the non obvious locks Stone Cold locks reasons the ghost of RBG popping into <laughs> into things. We'll chat more about that toward the end of the podcast. Uh, but yeah, the, the conversations that they had and the topics that were brought up. Uh, I'm just very curious how they formulated RBG's opinion there, uh, or if it was based on things that she had previously said. I just find that to be pretty interesting. Uh, And yeah, the Wagner stuff. Yeah. Such a great character and now greater, (laughs) (laughs) more, more great. Uh, And the Diane stuff, uh, her taking her moments, talking to her, uh, her top clients and just doing a, a kind of little, little bit of power move uh mm-hmm. that that she can kind of write up ah, no what are you talking about i was just updating them <laughs> you know uh and then the uh, the teamsters like we don't like this we don't like this at all <laughs> yeah hey boss um yeah i just really enjoyed the the episode over overall uh yeah look forward to what's to what's to come so we're going to start with the case which is uh the tinks mandy's uh judge wackner thread and how everything kind of starts turning in on itself. How mm-hmm. eventually we knew something was going to happen where one of the clients was going to be like, no, I don't like this. I don't like this ruling. And it was Jesse Tyler Ferguson of TV's Modern Family, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I think uh, I speak for everyone when I'm saying JTF was being a little shithead. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, very much you know sore loser mm-hmm. uh, and I think I, I, it's interesting that we were given that they played this case in front of such a lenient judge not like wholly lenient but like understanding and, and that the exploration of the issue was like pretty succinct and like they are ha- they have time and time again sort of making made an argument to justify this whole court in a show that very much takes place in our world. Yeah. You know, if, if this show hadn't like spent the past, what decade, decade plus two years of television trying to be like, Hey, we very much take place in the world of the viewer. I think they wouldn't have to like fight so hard to justify it, but I think they've succeeded at doing that mostly like through the, like the arbitration thing. Like it is arbitration. Um, yeah. I think the, uh, the the twist at the end is going to i mean it has to have big consequences i feel like we've hit the climax of this arc or like we are just about to before it sort of falls back down assuming i I believe this arc is just probably just going to live in this season Mm -hmm. uh the way that like johnny larry just kind of lived in season four and roland blum lived in season three uh but it is I think it's well explored. I'm ex- I, I'm curious to see like a little bit more of that like philosophical exploration before we give up because that's my favorite part of the Wagner plot is the like examining the philosophy of the law versus the bureaucratic nature of the law that the good verse has been satirizing for over a decade now. Yeah. I, you know, I what I found interesting just from a structural standpoint is like. I, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but it felt like one of the few episodes where like we 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 knew the twists and turns 
that were to come within the case itself mm-hmm. um like like I, I don't know like the whole time i'm just waiting for them to bring up the david cord thing and waiting for them to bring up you mm-hmm. know it, like it so it was interesting to watch it from that perspective of of sort of like very much being on the side of defense with them rather than like observing it um because i do also think this season has more than ever before put us in in like different people's shoes like not being privy to every conversation not you know like there's been a lot more sort of like selective information given to the viewer so i don't know it's been very interesting to watch that way but um but yeah i i i was all on his side for the longest time <laughs> i was so excited uh when jesse tyler ferguson went down in court <laughs> just not when he went down outside of court right <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah got the shit kicked out of him damn yeah. uh and went right back like yeah i'm sorry i you know and just i uh, take it all back uh, and then didn't he say like uh, what what happened to your what happened to your leg there and he, like I, yeah. I fell or something? He <laughs> was like un, unsettlingly right? chill about it. Yeah, which, yeah. I don't. Uh, oh, uh, that that part hurt. Like I can imagine, like oh yeah, the shitty rich dude did something out of pocket, right. uh, beat this dude down. But like seeing seeing my man Mandy just be like oh that's that's really interesting. That's mm-hmm. so odd. What a mm-hmm. coincidence moving on mm-hmm. was just like oh that was just twisting the knife yeah and his issue uh again we're assuming that mm-hmm. wagner whacked him yeah. uh you know uh we don't know for sure but it's i think it's pretty <laughs> it's, it's pretty likely mm-hmm. uh and the reason that he would have done that it seems was because of how much time things were going to take yeah. Um, you know, we'll get a continuance, you know, put it off for a year, you'll be able to do your court thing. And he's like, no, fuck that. What good are my rulings if every time I make one, they don't like it, they go crying to crying to mommy and daddy uh, mm-hmm. courts. Uh, so then we just cut to do knock, knock on the knock, 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 smash, smash, smash. And here's your check. I, I do want us to refer to the courts, uh, the real courts as daddy courts. From now. <laughs> mommy, daddy courts. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i don't know he uh he's got the the the, the resources i guess uh I'm just, again i'm just real curious more about his background judge wagner's background uh right. i want to know i want to know does he own copy <laughs> <laughs> for sure definitively but i also want to know what his general background is that he just has the resources the the people to call to do that sort of thing mm-hmm. maybe it's the teamsters that we're at Diane's uh, <laughs> Diane's office. I don't know. Um, also, I mean, can yeah. we just say, like, uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson's character had everything coming for him. He got into that suit without pay- underwear on. <laughs> <laughs> like, or yeah. did he did he quickly snatch down his his boxers as he, he undid the? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe because that that's that's too sweaty. That's very generous, Keen. I mean, I'm trying to give him credit because one, I think that was a butt double. Two, um, <laughs> that's a rented suit. So you're gonna go in there, mm-hmm. yeah, free balling. So rented suit. That's kind of all right. Yeah. Mm. In two, I mean, that's that's essentially like family court, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
you're not getting white collar criminals uh, coming. Well, I guess a couple times he might with nowadays with that court. Um, but yeah, it was a funny moment though <laughs> when he just oh. pulls that back door open. Overall, I, I did like as as soon as I saw like the TikTok in my brain, I was like, oh, okay, this is they're, they're ripping ripping from the headlines. Uh, yeah. They're ripping from the headlines. It's a Fortnite uh, one, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a Fortnite thing. Um, and I I enjoyed the 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 shock a little bit of like usually even with big money, like I think somebody gave it like a four million or one million or whatever or in, a, in another case, and he was the first one who was like. You know, fuck you. I'm not paying this. This isn't even a real court. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Which I'm like, how come no one's done that before? Right. Like everybody's <laughs> like, yeah, I guess you're a judge. Um, so it was it was cool to see that. Um, I did not expect it to like keep going down like the the line or whatever um, of it being connected to Wayne Brady's character and that Cord's a part of it. And Cord's like, oh, I invest all everywhere, ten percent of this, twenty percent of that. I'm like, all right, you knew what the fuck you were doing. Anybody that wears that small glasses knows exactly what they're doing. Because um, you got to plot that. You don't just find. You don't just randomly get those glasses. Um, but yeah, uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, as much as she didn't speak in this one or didn't have any lines, I enjoyed a little bit of the growth that uh, that Marissa had a little bit in this. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, yeah, this seems fun. This seems cool. But like, wow, you're a headache. This is a lot. And at the very end, she knows exactly what the fuck is going on. She's like, wait a, wait a minute. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um. Oh, and one quick thing. I love the fact that when, uh, when, uh, uh, when Liz said uh, a mirror something, and Wayne Brady was like, <laughs> mirror. Hold up. Just a, I'm just mirror to you. Mirror so that producer, was that was yeah. fun. Yeah. Just a mirror TV producer. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, and we're getting a, a fair amount of uh Jane Curtin throughout yeah. this throughout this good fight. Um not just the season, but in, in general. Digging it. Uh the other things that popped up throughout this, yeah, it was the uh the Fortnite Fortnite dance deal. Um Molly had mentioned this and I, I think it's a, a good point. The fact that we had information for for the case mm-hmm. like they were lining things up uh and it and and you're right like we don't typically get that sort of thing when it comes to the cases with other storylines and personal relationships i think we do but when it comes to cases we're usually getting fed the information rather than kind of having it on the plate and like choosing mm-hmm. if we want to pay attention to it or not um so that was yeah that was pretty cool um jack uh what do we think the chances are or you know what? No, I'm gonna save it for a side lock. Never mind. Nice. <laughs> All right. Oh man, the uh, the locks have curb discussion. Um, <laughs> there was also a good moment where Liz has that moment where she's like, "Yeah, you know what? I guess in this moment, yeah, the law is an ass." <laughs> uh, and Curtin was like, "Yeah, you're right. Law is an ass." And it was oh. annoying each time she went to go rule. Yeah, that was bullshit. <laughs> he was like, uh, but teacher, um, yeah, that's annoying. You shouldn't be able to do that. Not in Wagner's court, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mal, I did. This was such a small moment. I don't know if anyone else felt it when uh, Liz and Joe were talking uh, at his place, and she was like, "Oh, so what? Did you use me or something to get to Wagner?" He's like, "No, I didn't use you. I met him in the elevator." Like, I don't know why the way it was said was what 
felt like very little kiddish like no way like it just happened okay like i don't know it was just it really struck me funny like, i don't know rewatch uh all right anything more on the case storyline or things within it or where you think threads may go uh, I, th I think it's just it's a, a tough and compelling question in that like everything that Wagner does in this instance in the ruling is like is like morally right like it is very clear that like everyone is acting within the moral right until someone's legs get broken <laughs> and I, I, I appreciate that it, it's sort of like a callback to one of the themes of season three of like are we allowed to like use the tools of the bad guys for good uh, and I like that that theme keeps popping up. So I think it's a very interesting question to ask, especially in this time and day. Yeah. Yeah. Others? All right. Then let's head over to, and the two partners had a fight, the titular part of the uh, the episode here. How are you feeling with Diane on that diversity panel? <laughs> like, Come on. As it, as it started, I was like, please. <laughs> Please let Liz be there. Please let Liz be there. Please let Liz be there. And just slowly but surely and just show it up like, ah. Yeah. Um, and the way and the like, applause like dwindled <laughs> when she came on. Uh, and then like all the textings and shit. Yeah. The the one thing that, that caught me in a weird way off guard, because I guess you didn't you don't think about it, but like kind of what you what we were talking about earlier as far as like uh how we don't have the information or like we're used to getting all of it but now we're kind of like select like they're being very selective of like what's being said or how it's being said to the to the crowd to the audience and how kurt i mean in if this was really happening everyone would see him the way that they described him like yeah he helped with with, with january 6th that's your husband what are you what are you talking about mm -hmm. and it's just like I'm sitting like, oh yeah, that, that, that was a really bad, that's <laughs> a bad look. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I thought that, I thought the whole thing was really very interesting because my my biggest thing is I I want to believe that if you, if you are genuinely better than the like talent wise and the person that you're going against, you should have the upper edge, but it's very, it's such a, it's such a it's a slippery slope and it's such off kilter based on people being put down for things that they didn't have control over being a woman being black being mm -hmm. different than a white male it was a very very interesting uh way to go about it and i think i hate i hate my i don't hate myself i feel bad for saying it but i fucking hate madeline she's the worst <laughs> uh super annoying and i've never seen her in court at least a few other ones i've seen in court the most I've seen her do is like complain about not being a partner. And it's like, what do you like? I'm very conflicted, yeah. but yeah. overall it's a very interesting story. And I'm, I'm conflicted over like how Diane should like move about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's almost like, I feel like they're like making us not totally hate Diane for stepping down by making the other potential options that we hear about the most mm -hmm. like very annoying <laughs> like yeah. to watch right. like it's like yeah. they're not giving us a good uh contender who who's looking to step into that role it's yeah all right. right yeah so I Barry isn't any, anybody's Barry, favorite for, right? the, for the spot <laughs> <laughs> he's young bloods I'm like all right I'm down yeah uh, Man, I am mad at Diane. I'm mad at Diane and I'm mad at Kurt. 
Yeah. Um, I think those two are in such an interesting situation where they're both yeah. kind of going through the same thing of like, that like we know them as people and we know that they have good qualities as much as, you know, they have less than good qualities, but we, we are both sort of being forced to like, look at these characters that we have known for more than a decade as like, oh, outside of our relationship, she is just a white woman on top of a black firm. He is just a guy who's a bunch of his friends went to <laughs> January 6th and stormed uh -huh. the Capitol. Like, and if you looked at anyone else in that way, yeah, I would immediately cast judgment against them because I have no reason not to. And I've been made aware that like, those are rightful judgments to cast. Um, it is just, and I think it puts Liz in such an interesting position because as, I mean, as she says at the end, I am, I'm on your side and you don't even know it or, or something of that mm -hmm. nature where like Liz knows Diane, Liz loves working with Diane, Liz is aware of the issues, but wants to work with Diane. But if Diane's not going to make it easy, yeah. you know, then if Diane spends up all of her goodwill, then that humanity that is making us the audience and Liz the partner vouch for her, you know, doesn't hold as much cachet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's... Oh, it, yeah. It just makes me mad. And I'm I'm really upset with Kurt with this NRA position, too. Yeah. Because I, I do think the reason that Diane is in such hot water, not that the January 6th thing wouldn't, him being implicated in it in any way isn't a good look, but now mm -hmm. this doubling down of, like, now he's going to take a job at the NRA. Like, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know why he just, I understand that's what he's passionate about, and that's that makes sense for his character, but he seems so oblivious to how that could affect her. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, what yeah. should I not? Should I uh, like? Oh, what? like it's like, of course, dude. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you were just being chased down by the FBI for the insurrection, and now you're like, you know, yeah, I will take a position. With this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, it's like, come on, you know. Which isn't to say that Diane still wouldn't be in the same situation she's in in many ways, but mm -hmm. I don't think that is helping any of it whatsoever. Is it, is, is it is it him being oblivious, or is it that that cowboy? fuck that i'm gonna just do me kind of kind of style mm -hmm. is just overshadowing his because like because yeah, um when they brought up like your husband and blah blah blah, and i think um what was it i can't remember his real name but uh the guy that played elvin in, in the cosby show he even brought it up he was like we all know now you are who you associate with and if your mm -hmm. significant other is doing that kind of thing what are we yeah. to think of you so it's like and for, like you said for him to not take that into consideration I mean, I know he believes that they, they lead their own lives, but you guys are linked for and like mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. that shows in public eye. So yeah. yeah. I think this is something that the Kings have kind of explored before in uh their one season wonder brain dead that aired between seasons of the Goodverse shows, where the conceit was just that people who are already of a political lane and kind of defined by their politics are driven to extremes. Um, in that, it was because of an invasion of brain-eating space bugs. In this, it's just that Trump exists <laughs> and that that actually happened. And I think, I mean, these are two people that are so defined by their politics, by what they believe, and by their principles. And in a post-Trump world, if that is part of your identity, you have to get pushed to the edges. There really isn't much room for a moderate 
to exist anymore. You know, not to say that like nuance can't exist, but just that like, if your identity is your politics, that identity needs to be pretty far to the left or right. Um, yeah, I don't know uh, what more to say about this thread. I mean, we have the RBG stuff mm -hmm. we can we can chat about. There's oh, there's mm -hmm. also um, this is just a small thing, but Diane and Liz went out for drinks. I don't know if that was on any of Tia's locks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it finally happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she wasn't here to predict it. <laughs> um, oh, and on the, the, the Kurt, going back to the Kurt point a moment ago, I, I was stalling as I, as I talked because I had forgotten what I was going to say. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Keen and Molly, I think it's somewhere in the middle. Uh, it is a, it's like a willful obliviousness. Um, mm -hmm. he, he's just so matter of fact with everything. He's like, um, I didn't do it. So what's the problem? <laughs> it's not true. So, um, who, you know, why would I change my way of life if it wasn't true? Um, again, just not really taking full, um, fully into consideration how his actions or, uh, lack of action on different things impacts Diane. Uh, mm -hmm. and through those conversations with RBG, which I'd like to talk about, um, mm -hmm. how that, changes or stays the same in her relationship with Kurt. Molly, as the, as the locker who, uh, who, who brought it up. And again, for anybody who should be listening to this podcast for the first time, welcome. Uh, we do our stone cold locks system, which is our predictions at the beginning of the uh, season for things that we think could happen throughout that season. And one of the predictions was that from Molly was that the ghost and I, I'm still smiling, even though I watched the episode in which it happened. Uh, but the ghost of RBG would make an appearance. <laughs> uh, so, Molly, as the lock giver, uh, the locker for for this, I'd like you to kind of just kick things off in the general conversations that occurred with um, Diane and RBG and how that maybe impacts things in the real life. I do want to make a quick correction. Yeah. Uh, so a ghost is a specter of some kind <laughs> that exists on this earth because it has unfinished <laughs> business. I believe what we see is a hallucination or a generously a dream figure. So we might have to go back on the wording Ooh. for that, but we can talk about that later. Ooh. Yeah. Marky the locks. What do you got, Mom? Yeah. Um, I, I really loved the way that this was done because I think it didn't mm -hmm. like, I think people are very quick to um, disparage our RGB as like this, like, you know, white feminist figure, I think, um, which has its valid points, but I think people sort of like throw her away. And I think this showed the complexity of her point of view a mm -hmm. little more, like very much hit on all of the things where she is sort of like probably a little more behind other people. Um, but because she was just she was the woman rather you know and and didn't realize her leg up in other ways or whatever right mm -hmm. but um so i thought that was just very well done in these conversations of like yeah you aren't you aren't current anymore like mm -hmm. you, not only literally because you're not alive but just uh, you know and i think it, it speaks to how diane had put her on such a pedestal and we know that i don't know if she ever made one of the pictures in the background on diane's desk like the hillary picture no i don't think so i, I don't, I don't think know. Diane ever got a pick. 
Um, but uh, but it's sort of that vibe of like she had she had it was such an idol and and watching Diane blindly follow her advice, I think was was also very well done of like, yeah, that is what Diane would do and and she is she is still very much she is a little old school in her own way still um and is is part of that you know rbg or die group kind of thing so i just thought it was really well done all around and and how their conversations evolved as well i just really enjoyed Mm -hmm. i the, the that whole conversation uh, which first off, shouts out to amazing casting. I, casting yeah. Elaine May, brilliant choice. Because if you're going to get someone like RBG, like you kind of have to cast someone who we as an audience are also going to be like blown away by seeing on mm-hmm. screen. And like, yeah, Elaine May's gonna gonna fucking do that. She doesn't go on TV that often. I did not realize um, that was her, but that is fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I, I think they were very successful at having that impact, which then makes it not the more like it, it you know because you see that actress and you want to like yeah, be like oh yeah we're gonna have fun and then you hear all these points and you can like kind of put the dots together and it's like oh no diane i don't know about this <laughs> and it reminded me of that quote that i keep coming back to in the premiere of this season where kurt says something about liberals along the lines of like for being non-religious you liberals seem to make up 500 religions to take christianity's place something along those lines yeah and I think this was a really great illustration of that, that Diane sort of like grabs onto the ideals of feminism as it was defined uh, like 30, 40 years ago before there was really any conscious effort among white people to include other races in that feminism. And like just holding onto that blinders on moving forward with that ideal before sort of having that realization at the end that like, I don't know if she accepts the realization that like, that she has, she's much farther up than even she as a person was 40, 50 years ago. And that, that, you know, hero's crusade she's on has evolved and changed and grown to a point where she kind of, if, she needs to decide if she wants to play the villain or just like keep her morality and accept that she's not going to get the life that she wants. Yeah. You know, which is like for a show like this, it's like, you know, this isn't like a breaking bad or a Sopranos. We're not like, we don't sit down for the good fight to be like, Oh, I wonder what horrible thing our protagonist is going to do this time. This is like a hero. Like Diane is the hero of the show yeah. mm-hmm. and to see her do this is just like, it all makes sense and it's all tracked very well, but it, it is tough to watch. It is tough to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I was saying before, uh, conflicted. Cause like I was saying how, um, we know the person, like we know the character, we know that like Jack was just saying, the hero like she's she was fighting for people last year she got tricked into doing a bunch of free work um uh pro bono for like right righteous causes um but uh one of the lines kurt said in this episode which is like above all you're about winning you're about winning mm-hmm. and are you gonna lay down and just lose and i i enjoyed the fact that she took it she she took that to like no he's right i am a winner i gotta 
do what's right, but she went the wrong way about it. I thought the right way would be to like, I, I still feel like that conversation with Liz wasn't 100 on either side. Like, I think they were mm-hmm. still trying to protect each other's feelings yeah. to the point where like, I don't think they had a real deep conversation about it. And yeah, I, I think she put, and now she put Liz in a real bad spot to mm-hmm. the point where it's like, um, yeah, I'm defending you, but now, like, if you're going to do shit like this, why should I? This yeah. is... Oh, and to, to kind of go back a little bit, um, the, the 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 comment made about Julius is, if I'm using the word right, laborious? I might be using the word wrong, I'm not sure. But that's just a terrible thing. One, to say about anybody. Two, mm-hmm. about your higher-ups. And the fact that, yeah. you're, that, you, that you're hiding behind a random, like... You're purposely not signing in to your thing so you don't get called out. Yeah. But it's, at the same time, it's like, have some fucking decorum and some respect for your bosses. Because like this, is like maybe the third or fourth time that the that the the, the associates then stepped out of line a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know I know after the comment they made about um about um oh man, Rivy. Uh, they all got fired, but yeah, they got to like crack down on some of these hires they're making because these aren't good folks they're bringing apparently. So mm. they got to do something about it. And mind you, I know, I know with the little cutaways, the little talking head section, they were showing like how like this person is this person, but this person is this person. I'm not 100 sure the person that made that comment might be black. We don't know that, so it's yeah. like, yeesh. If that's not the case, even if even if it was a black associate still wrong but if it's not even worse so mm-hmm. that's something they gotta they gotta look into a little bit mm-hmm. uh going into the partner issue a little bit more with liz and and diane there's the david lee aspect of this too because uh, mm-hmm. diane does that bit of a power play where she tells her top clients hey just a heads up things are changing you won't be dealing with me you'll be dealing with that person over there uh and then they kind of get on, get on the horn with David Lee. And it's always fun to watch his entire demeanor change when mm-hmm. he answers the phone. He's like, hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everything about him changes. Um, he gives but, a little like three second roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in, per- in person, it happens sometimes too. It's like, yes, what can I help you with? Oh, I have a lot of money for Oh, do you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he called them to uh, to the upstairs and says, like, no, nothing changes unless I say it changes. So I'm curious if that's true, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if that's going to be the case, if Diane is there to stay and would she want to stay under those kinds of circumstances? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, she put that put that stuff into uh, uh, into motion. So. I, I guess, you know, could very easily be argued that, yes, she would stay there and uh, under those circumstances with David Lee kind of protecting the uh, the money because he's not doing it for Diane. He's doing it for the, the, the clients that are uh, that she has and the money that's coming in. Uh, but I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm just curious what the hell is going to happen the rest of the season if there is that Julius uh, kind of side new new firm. And by the mm-hmm. way, I want a super cut of all of the moments where someone says something to, to Diane, she takes a pause and then bursts out into laughter. Because uh, it happens so many <laughs> oh, times gosh. throughout just this series, not just the series, but in um, uh, The Good Wife as well. Uh, so yeah, give me give me that super cut internet. 
uh, yeah, I could see a, and that goes into one of Jack's locks too, uh, which is uh, Diane or Liz will leave the firm by the mm-hmm. end of the uh, end of the season. I could see it happening. Yeah, I could I, more than anybody. I could see Liz being the one the one to leave at this point, being like, "Fuck it," <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm starting Reddick so and so over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think something that they keep hitting on very subtly is that she is still very much in her father's shadow. When people talk to her, even when Carmen met her, it was like, hey, I respected your father, you know? (laughs) And that she is very much like, she inherited this firm. Yeah. Like, this is not a firm she created. This, she doesn't have, she's responsibility over this firm, but it doesn't seem like she has really, she doesn't feel to have ownership over it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like a fondness for it, or really anything keeping her there aside from just that it is a job yeah all right jack you're you're pretty much convincing me now liz is going to be the one that leaves mm. i still think it could go either way i think it could go either way really convinced. i don't know yeah yeah I, I it seems much less likely that they'll both be there at mm-hmm. the end that seems to be waning and if that's know, the is... case i hope that they're both still on the show in mm-hmm. some capacity oh. I think that'll be the, although I don't know, Christine Bransky is on a, uh, she's on uh, the, the Downton Abbey guys new show that's coming out eventually at some point. Mm. So yeah, her, her schedule might get a little busy. I, I hope so. I feel like they both celebrate it. Not that they wouldn't either way, but both act, actors celebrated the six season renewal. Yeah. So. Mm. Be yes, we, that means we broke that news last week that the podcast, in my opinion, has been renewed <laughs> for a sixth season. And the best part about it, <laughs> as Molly breaks up, and the best part about it is that we have a year in between. <laughs> we we don't have to do it in a few weeks. Uh, we get a we get a year break in between, like the real world does. All right. Uh, so back to uh, the matter at hand. Uh, which is the thread involving the partners. Uh, anything more mm-hmm. on Liz, Diane, David Lee, the potential firm, who's walking, who's talking? I think the one thing that I really found interesting is like, this is not Diane's first rodeo. We have seen her do similar things before, Yeah, mm-hmm. but she has never had the societal upper hand like she does yeah. at this time. So it is like, even though it is, it is you know, repeat repeating actions she's done before essentially it feels like so not full-on shocking but much more jarring to to -hmm. watch her do um so i don't know i'm very curious how because she did start to come to terms with that towards the end of the episode um but i don't know that it's going to change her path yeah Yeah. and i yeah i gotta know I do want to bring up one small point. When we started this series, uh, it was Diane at her lowest financially. Mm-hmm. And it was this season or last season where it was revealed that she's like, all good now. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think like season three. Yeah, she's she's got all her money back. So she's in a much better spot. She can leave this firm. She can retire mm-hmm. if she wants to. So maybe that, some of that will play into some decisions to be made. All right. Anything more? Yeah, real quick. Uh, a bit of an extra thing. 
who the hell gets drunk by listening to like classical music <laughs> super fucking loud i thought that was like an effect kind of thing until he actually turned the volume down yeah just just a quick question uh, I don't know about the classical music part, but I really did love Kurt walking in and saying, are we getting drunk? <laughs> you know, like, like we're in this, like, are we getting drunk tonight? Is that, is that our plan? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know about the classical musical part. Um, all right, then let's hit our winners and losers, and then we will wrap up with our locks. So let's hit the losers, Keen. Uh, I forgot his uh, name in the show and uh his actual name i think tyler ferguson jesse okay. tyler ferguson jesse yeah. tyler gtf Woof. <laughs> man did he did he lose something uh he lost the case uh lost six million dollars and lost the use of his right leg so <laughs> yeah he is down and out the loser right in this uh, episode yeah yep and uh was in that suit possibly naked yeah uh Thanks. molly um, I'm going to go with Diane. I feel like I have a long list of losers here, but <laughs> I'm going to pick Diane. Yeah, I think she's losing any uh, favor that she has at the firm and also in general, just the way she's behaving Yeah, is mm -hmm. loser quality behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jack. Uh, I'd say Marissa. Uh, I think she had found this really good like a little nook for life that she was, you know, on that she had like a good path. She was doing something that she seemed interested in, if not necessarily passionate about. And ends this episode with a very rude awakening. Yeah. 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 And she got to appear in mommy and daddy court mm -hmm. uh, at one point standing up and Liz is like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> Sit the fuck down, please. Um, yeah. Related to Jack's loser is my loser. And that is Wagner for mm. the same kind of idea, but from our perspective, like here we had this uh, everyday kind of kind of person uh, who has money and now is bankrolled by, you know, a millionaire, a billionaire, um, but fun character, uh, trying to really change the way that people do justice um, and then doesn't get something that he wants and ruins and, and just busts that whole whole illusion uh for mm -hmm. us because it's now we're kind of gonna and it all came crashing down kind of kind of moments it seems like we're we're headed toward um and winners jack uh winners is uh a tough one this time around uh but i am gonna give it to rbg she's back she's <laughs> you know yeah. she's living rent free in diane's dream world uh played by a living legend yeah. uh I think I think as for for an episode where really there are not a lot of winners. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll give it to that. Um, I'll give it to Carmen for uh, turning off everyone's sounds. Everyone went to Carmen. How do they not? How to, just turn your put your phone on mute, put it on vibrate. That's like the easiest way to go about doing things. Because them young bloods never taught them how to use the phones. That's why, and them old heads <laughs> didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I did like David Lee coming down asking Carmen for that help. He's like, "What is this? Why is it Why is it important to me? Why do I care?" Uh, Keen. Um, I got a secondary one, but I don't want to use that. I'm gonna go out of the box. I'm gonna go with Jay. Uh, he wasn't bothered <laughs> with tech support this episode. Yeah. Um, Didn't have to follow anybody. <laughs> basically, he had a heavy episode last week, so they were like, "You know what? 
take a day off. Uh, we'll try to figure <laughs> some stuff out. No investigations this week. And he was like, cool, I'm going to just go in my uh, house and draw some stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there was probably a conversation that was uh, off camera. It's like, so you're seeing people. You know, like, okay, take a little, take a little bit of time, a little bit more time. Uh, my winner is uh, Tip Top Trina mm-hmm. for for getting that money, um, getting the dance, getting everybody on her side too. Uh, from yeah. uh, from Wagner to Marissa to um, uh, Early Judge Early, um, Liz. So yeah, and uh, for the most part, just getting the money and showing up in court. And, you know, they did it like, and guess who's here? <laughs> so <laughs> she should be. She's part of the case. Um, okay. Any uh, stray winners, stray losers? Uh, David Lee, uh, just as, for what you said earlier, as a winner, just for what you <laughs> said earlier. Because when he sat down for the, for the, for the talk, I kind of called it before he even said, we just sat down and just like, and I, I said to myself, what the fuck? He's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? So yeah. I love that I called it. So yeah, that he's definitely a secondary winner for me. Mm-hmm. Mal, anything else on your list? Um, I had, I had Liz on the loser list. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I just, I feel like she's having, she's having a rough go of it. Yeah. It's a tight spot. Yeah. And I just, I don't envy her at all. Oh, and she's she's the one doing the like the most right things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I have I have another one. I'm sorry. Can I can I interject? Uh, I have another mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that fucking bum loser. Uh, bum loser lawyer. Can't remember his name. But every time Shops? you see him, yeah. Oh a, yeah. He's a dipshit. Oh, yeah. Every time you see him, he's doing some <laughs> jerk shit. Yeah. And it's like I'm not saying. Blah blah blah, teen court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never talked about it. Um, I oh, don't ruin your bit. own bit for us. <laughs> I didn't want to go through the whole bit. Uh, but no, it's like you can't do that. As as a judge is getting ready to like lay down the uh, the smackdown, as they're getting ready to lay down the the judgment, you can't be like, oh, but one more thing. Oh, but one more thing. That's yeah. super lenient of the judge. Like, okay, let me hear that. No, you should have brought that shit up during the during the case, not right not right at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that he did it twice and got away with it, fuck him. Yeah. Uh, Keen, I just have to ask the next time you have the urge to go into it, go into it. Uh, cause <laughs> part of the fun is the way you hide it. Uh, you, you just kind of sneak it in and then it's like, uh, oh, teen court. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so please, uh, don't deprive. Next time, I promise you next time. Okay. Uh, if there are no more straight winners and losers, we will head over to our locks. All right, then that will do it for our general uh, portion of this uh, of this episode covering and the two partners had a fight. Uh, if you want to hang around, you can listen to us discuss slash argue our predictions for this episode and make new predictions for the uh, for the season and make new predictions for the upcoming episode. All right, so let's just uh, talk about it right out of the gates. Uh, Molly zeros across the board for the first five episodes coming in Mm -hmm. in the back half Mm -hmm. to take the lead to take the lead with 8.25 points rbg's ghost makes an appearance now is that tentative because jack brought up an interesting question Mm -hmm. now this question was addressed in the locks episode uh, and i think the general consensus was that you know ghost apparition okay uh hallucination kind of thing counts. Okay. Yeah, I think to to be 
transparent. <laughs> it's a ghost joke. <laughs> ghost joke. <laughs> uh, I saw right through it. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I dropped my pencil again. Um, but David I do. I do think I actually got docked some points by Mike because I made the distinction that I thought it would be a more silhouette yes. type thing rather than an mm. actual like full-on ghostly apparition situation. Right. So I, I will say I did double down on sort of that style. And I think even though it is probably, it is like a dream state, I think Diane's character is aware that yeah. RBG is dead. Yeah. She is, her she's initially presented as a kind of silhouette mm -hmm. type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's fair. 8.25 yeah. points. Molly has overtaken. Uh, well, let's, let's look at the other ones real quick. Uh, Kurt was at the Capitol riot. On one six, it doesn't seem like he was. No, uh, that is that is Jack, uh, Diane, or Liz will leave the firm by the end of the season. I think that is very much going to happen. That's still in play. I think that's still in play. Uh, that will net you seven point eight seven points. A character from the Paramount Evil, uh, Paramount show Evil crossover. Um, still, Who could say? Still, Anyone's still guessing possible. this point. <laughs> uh, Keen is on the board with four point four three seven five. Uh, the very first episode will feature a huge guest star. We're talking EGAT kind of person. Um, although I don't think there was, I think I wrote EGAT and there was one that, one of those initials that, uh, letters that Keen did not say. In any case, he got it. Um, Queen family will be reunited and we will see Colin slash Francesca. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we could be waiting a little while for his third lock spinoff with an investigator. Uh, I am on the board with 7.25 points, one full point behind Molly with Julius is uh, put on trial and Charlotte is the judge randomly assigned. This seems like it was three seasons ago. Christiva is elected to office. I don't know, maybe. And Colin Sweeney <laughs> loses his ambassadorship. So we, uh, we shall see with that. Molly Felix Staple plays a key role in orchestrating the Capitol riot. Still, still possible that something uh, can be up there on the board as we discussed with rbg adrian is going to leave and it's going to be on bad uh on a bad note we discussed and that is uh that is a no um tia kurt is going to get diana kitten possibly marissa is going to either have an epiphany related to race or she's going to do something very performative like show herself at a protest with something cute or whatever <laughs> maybe uh and then a crypto episode and they're gonna have biden harris episode so that's, think, that's where things sit. She, I think we have to give her credit for a crypto episode. Which, uh, which was that? The, the NFT episode. There was the, there was the court case about NFTs. We would give her credit if she didn't link those two. She was very adamant about there will be oh. a crypto episode again and they're going to have okay. a Biden Harris episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're still in on the second half of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point though. I didn't even think about that NFT counting as uh, a mm -hmm. part of that. So yeah, she's, she's halfway there, but gets nothing, nothing. If the other does not, does not happen. Mm -hmm. um, and that would have been eight points if, uh, if she gets that. All right. So real quick, what do we got for some side locks for episode seven? Uh, I think that by the end of next episode, uh, Wagner and Jane Curtin will have at least gone out on a date, if not had any some kind of other romantic entanglement. Mm. I, like I like that. I'm giving it the full one. Same. Yep. All right. Uh, Molly? 
I think a one of the partners uh, finds out about Liz and Del Cooper. Hmm. We're talking. Uh, well, I was going to say, are we talking name partners? <laughs> it's like that would be Diane. <laughs> um, so any of the partners that we've seen. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go point eight. I'm going to go point seven. Uh, point seven as well. All right. Nice. Keen. I think um, even though she she served as a tech wizard in this episode, I think um, I think Carmen Moyo will somewhat betray Liz in the next episode. Mm. Uh, okay, we can leave your luck at that, but I'm just curious if you have any think, any other specifics. I think she'll side with Diane or something. Mm. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going full one. I'm going to give it that a one, yeah. Yeah. Same. Okay. Uh, and for me... I'm going to say that it gets revealed in in the next episode that Wagner is dying. Uh, That he has a, like, not just, you know, natural causes death, but he has a limited amount of time left. He's got a ticking clock, yeah. Yes. Okay. I I don't like, I I don't like it, but I like it. Yeah, that's, that speech he made in the, in the meet, in the room, yeah. Um, I'll give that a one. That's a one for me, yeah. Yep. All right. So we got by the next by the end of next step, Wagner will come out with early. Uh, one of the partners finds out about Liz and Cooper. Uh, Carmen will betray Liz uh, in the next step, and Wagner is dying. All right. Um, that is that is it. Am I forgetting anything? In general, I don't think so. I do want to give a shout out to I believe it was Jack's lock from not the previous episode, but the episode before Side Lock, which I think was that Del Cooper was starting a show about Wagner's court. Mm. Yeah. But I don't think that happened in last episode. So I think no, it, it did. Like, but I, right. I, yeah. I, 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 I was just, one early. Exactly. But I yeah. wanted to give a shout out because it was like, we didn't see Del Cooper last episode. Yeah. So it was almost like it just yeah. couldn't fit in last episode. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. was just really impressed when fair. I saw that. And I Very fair. Uh, it's that um, magic elevator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deals get done. Exactly. Uh, uh, and I guess for Tia, we'll say that who goes out the drinks? <laughs> I'll say I'll say Jay Marissa as they plot their new investigative firm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Jay Marissa go out the drinks and a full one. Why not? All right. Uh, that will do it for this episode. Uh, as always, you can go to xwordscounty.com for more of the podcasts that we do. Some new ones going to be starting in the next several months. Uh, and uh, check out the online shows that we do. We have a couple online study hall shows coming up. Study hall inspired comedy inspired by lectures as well as the in-person shows in August uh, 13th through the 15th. Thank you, Keen. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Molly. Thank you all for listening. Bye.